Hey there, folks. Welcome to 26 and Under, our anime review podcast. Joining me today is Matthew and Robert. Yeah. And, of course, I'm Henry. Yep. And today we're going over the show Noir. That we are. None of us are tired. None of us. I'm not. I'm actually well-rested. Even though I had to... Even though, <laughs> I, had to, even though I had to down, like... Four shots of Jameson before I went to sleep because. Well, yeah, that's why. Oh, yeah. fuck my back. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about Noir. Uh, it's a 26 episode anime from B Project uh, back in 2001. Uh, and B Project are the people who brought you things like Dot Hack and something else. I don't remember. That requires me to pull up things yeah. right uh, now. Th- basically, they have a distinct animation style that you'll notice. Uh, from watching noir and uh it's very distinct it it's it's pretty distinct of its era <laughs> of its era 2001 had a very interesting style of art where it was uh kind of flat dark colors and they didn't have too too much bright but then again it kind of fits the theme of what you, noir was you know i'm at least glad it wasn't gundam seed faces uh, I watched Infinite Revias, and I was so mad that that just looked like Gundam Seed. Yeah. But yeah, no, the art design's very uh, two th- early 2000s. Yep, and I enjoy that art style. Yeah, uh, it looks like they're most famous for the Dot Hat series. Yep, pretty much. They also did the first season of Metabots. An underrated classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, an underrated but, it bes- classic. but it specifically states the first season. <laughs> yes, an underrated classic season. that we will not be able to watch because it's too long. It'll be in the After Dark podcast <laughs> where I just talk about all the anime that just can't be watched like Zatch Bell and Metabots and Beyblade. Cool. No, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just have to figure out a time to record. <laughs> of course. Uh, three in the morning. Why not? Yep. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> then it's after dark. Because yeah. then I'll just start singing the Metabots theme song when there's just blank space. Okay. Anyways. Uh, first impressions. <clears throat> Let's Since we kind of got your first impression, I oh, guess we'll... I didn't really give a first okay, impression, then you but I don't have the, to go first. It's fine. I mean, you go first. You started. Okay. Do it. So, Noir was a show that I've heard of um, back when Funimation was around, because like... We had our TV guide, and our TV guide could show us, like, the names of things coming up, except this didn't have a name. Oh, the Funimation channel. Yeah. Because you said back when Funimation was around. (laughs) Funimation always is around. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) They Um, always have been and always will be there. (laughs) But but I saw this pop up, and I'm like, I wonder what this is. And I watched, like, the first episode, and I didn't like it. Um, So I was like, no, I'm not not gonna really watch this, because I can't really spend the time for it. Come today... Well, come this anime. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it for a while, and then it kind of lost its luster, and then it just became kind of like re- not rewarding after finishing it. But yeah, my first impressions were that it was okay. I think not rewarding is like. A real good definition of this show. <laughs> so uh, I, I'll go a little bit next on the first impression. So, uh, I, and I'll agree with that. It's very not rewarding. It yeah. kind of just does cool things to be cool things. 
Um, so I started watching this, and I was expecting more of a Kanan feeling to it, with like the spy drama, like super spies going against each other, double crossing each other, that kind of thing. And for the first few episodes, we're getting that. And then it becomes a lot more just like action movie and not uh not as much what I was want what I was thinking it was going to be from the very start. Uh-huh. Um it tr- it like has this weird dissonance between like trying to be a very somber thing but then having like this weird like techno beat music, music pl- yeah. <laughs> playing and it's like this isn't really me- ma- like matching the somber tone of this like that we were fight. expecting yeah and i'm not gonna say that it's not rewarding i'm just gonna say that if you haven't watched this yet but you watched what's considered spiritual successors madlax and el cazador de la bruja then you'll enjoy it uh if you like exposition what then- those are its successors. It has two spiritual successors oh, that are interesting. So the creator of this, this calls them the Girls with Guns trilogy. Yes. Ah. If they- um, it, it's when one of the episodes, which we'll talk about a little bit later, that I'll bring up that a character from uh, El Cazador shows up, and it kind of dates what time the anime is in, and the anime is some, slated sometime around 2011. Hmm. Interesting. They predicted future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember. I, I like those kinds of far, far future of like 2011. Kinds. Yeah. I like those ties in. It's but, like right uh, now. Right now we're living in the the Blade Runner future. Yeah. It's November. We're, of we're unfortunately living in the future where Steve Buscemi's not our president. That is unfortunate. <laughs> that is not <laughs> that the future is, that I wanted to live. I want. In. I wanted that one. Uh, All right. But let's All go right. down the character rundown. All right. Very short character list this time. Uh, I think instead of starting with who we have first, I think we should start with Muriel since we're introduced to her first. Okay, we can start with Muriel. So Muriel is we- a Muriel Boquette is a blonde-headed, uh, quote-unquote assassin, but she's yeah. an assassin uh, for well, hire. That she, is- she's a, she's a uh, an exchange student. Wait, Henry, did we forget your first opinion impression? Henry, give us your <laughs> oh, first sorry, impression Henry, real quick. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Uh, so I, I enjoyed starting watching this. Uh, I was real like like you were saying, Matt. So like I was definitely expecting this to be more of like a drama thing. Yeah. And then like the farther it goes in, you realize that it's less and less drama and more of just getting to this one central plot point, and it became less and less intriguing to watch. Uh, I think the character interactions were pretty neat. Like how each character chose to interact with each other each everyone else was different yeah so and the music was at just spot on but I've, it didn't fit <laughs> so here's the thing right i feel this anime would have felt like it was progressing more if at least any amounts of other characters introduced in random episodes oh yeah continued continued because we had like the opening that showed like a character who's introduced for an arc mm-hmm. and dies by the end of that arc. And she's shown with prominence in the opening that I'm like, oh, this character's not going to... Oh, there she went. Yep, well, nope, she did. <laughs> she's not coming back. I was expecting... She she had a very interesting character. She was going to be really cool. And she's gone. And the opening lied to me, made me think that she was going to be important. 
Yeah, I mean that's the problem with some of the shows. Yeah, I feel like if the, I think this is also one of the older shows I've seen. Yeah, this is uh, two thousand and like yeah, two early two thousand. Yeah, two thousand one. Yeah. So it's very it's very much early. It's very much part of the early uh, section. You can I think- te- you can tell too with like uh, every time Morella had a, a a flashback or no, it was uh, yeah, it was Morella, Muriel, Muriel, Muriel. When she had a flashback to uh, her family <laughs> dying. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, I could never get over that face. <laughs> or or just the fact that every time we went back to that flashback. They played the same like ten frames. Yeah, of, oh. or like the <laughs> same section of animation that they yep. animated once, and they're like, "Up, oh, we need a flashback real quick for Mariel to have a flashback." Yeah, insert. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about something like that when we get to the animation. Okay. Um, so let us now go to the character introductions. Yep. Okay, so we're first introduced to Mariel uh, Boquet and or Bouquet, whichever one you call her. And I mean, she, she would be French, but the English dub says Bouquet, but. The, the Japanese correct, one says weird Japanese language. The correct way to pronounce it would be okay because French, but or, I guess Corsican. Is Corsica part of French? Yeah, Corsica's France. Okay. Like the whole thing takes place in Italy, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mostly Italy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mostly Italy. And then we go to like the Middle East at one point. Actually, I think the whole ending is around the Middle East, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they go there once for one episode, and then they go back there to finish it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she is a twenty-year-old uh, assassin for hire, and she's tasked with going to go find someone who has questions about who she really is and why they're connected. And uh, she goes to Japan, and she's like, "Okay, I'm here. I have to find this girl." And well, I guess I'm kind of talking about the plot now at this point, but I'll. I mean, divert. it's it's effectively the uh, the plot of this anime is revolved around these two primary characters and then a tertiary character that comes in halfway yeah. through the series. Like the whole thing is that Muriel is an already established character by the time we introduce to her, so yeah. we don't have any frame of reference for anything she's done, and that's not a bad thing, but it's a confusing thing. Where it seems like she's the important one of the anime, but she's not. She's just the first one we get introduced to, and the one that's kind of the explainer of things because of the secondary character. I like to think of her as the plot delivery system. Yeah, so... Ah, the P.O.D. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or P.D.S., there it is. So, when you have... uh, Everyone needs one of those. When when anime decides to go with, we're going to have a plot-heavy thing, but we're going to have a character with amnesia, the character... They always have to have a character that's established in the world, that knows the world, so that the character with amnesia is not sitting there, like, going, I don't know what's going on, blam, 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 blam. So, anyway, I just came in and just started shooting... So then, so there I was. <laughs> then I just started shooting. It just started blasting. So, so we have uh, we have Muriel being the um, well. I know what's going on. I know the approximation of this world and this yeah. uh, she's, society. She's essentially the narrator in the first person. Yep. Yeah. So we have our exposition because of the blank slate character that we're supposed to latch on to, but you can literally figure this character out. Not too like very quickly, and that's Kirika. Kirika, you you something. Well, Kirika is the very basic definition of 
Look, it's the, 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 the amnesia assassin. The amnesia weapon. assassin that was trained from like childbirth to be assassin because she's talented in doing all the assassination stuff. Even though she has amnesia, she uh, has a cold demeanor. She has all the all the normal traits of oh look, this person was just raised and bred to be to be a killing machine. Yeah, yeah. She kills people and then starts crying and says, I, "I don't know why I'm sad." I was almost expecting this to go like Metal Gear route and her to be like a test tube baby or something like that. No, she was just one that's of the, good. Like, that's what I was starting to think. Isn't this yeah. almost exactly like Canon? Uh, was it the one that we watched where it was like the the lesbian Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was going to be something like that where she's like, "Oh, she was trained to do this thing, and she was, but it wasn't anything like Kanan. No, no. She she <laughs> is more akin to like, uh, like if you mix Ray Ayanami with um, Ava Shelk from Final Fantasy Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, that's that's a one that not a lot of people are gonna get. He, he's now jumping very. I'm far jumping off very far, but <laughs> trust me, we're gonna use these tools for later. <laughs> She she's the blank slate character that doesn't remember who she is, but all she has is this little stopwatch that plays a specific song that Muriel remembers. And you does know, it actually play the song? Yeah, it plays okay. a song. Yeah, it it's plays. a music box stopwatch. Okay, I wasn't sure. I thought it was just like oh god, no, it's not just the music that just starts like when it opens. An animation choice of open stopwatch play. Uh, Play, a little, play little sappy flashback music. No, it's like every time... I thought it was an animation choice. I didn't realize it actually played music. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, Stop yeah, yeah. plays music when it's open. Then. 100%. All right, I have one less thing to talk about then. If you, you, would, you would be correct, Henry. You'd be correct if the stopwatch opened out of frame, and then when she looks over at it, nothing's going on, but then when she walks over to it, then the music starts playing. That's how you know it's an audio cue, but every time you see the stopwatch, it's closed until it opens and then the music starts playing. Yeah, then you start hearing the music box version of sappy of sappy music okay. instead of the or uh, normal version of sappy yeah. music all right i have one last thing to talk about then okay right. <laughs> that was something you sweet we cross had, it off the list yeah, we got we, go. we, we got that off the <laughs> list all right uh but yeah kirika is the character we're supposed to be um kind of like kirika is the main character of this she's show, the main right? character uh I mean, no they're both the main character yeah but she's like Mary, the namesake so character you no, they're both the namesake character. I I don't believe you. They're both noir. This is the whole. Okay, so. But would the show function without Kirika? No, no the show would also not, not function without Mariel. Probably not. The, but you know who the sh- you know how the show can function if she never was introduced. Chloe. Chloe. I think the show needed Chloe. So the problem is right. So we have our effective. Now I'm going to use video game reference as well because it's the easiest way to do this. 100%. We have our effective Dante. Yep. We need our effective Virgil. Mm-hmm. So I know this reference now. Yeah. <laughs> so we need. So we have our main character. We need our rival. Yeah. Every yeah. every anime every story needs to have that rival to go with the um main to go to contrast the main character and that's what Chloe is. But Chloe is a rival to the two characters in different ways. Mm-hmm. Where for Kirika, she's a rival in the fact that they are the same kind of person. They're trained assassins that know know only to kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are the same effective person. Meanwhile, in Muriel's case, she wants to take Muriel's place. 
Yeah. So it's she she is effectively instead of them introducing two rivals to become the new noir, they went we're going to make one character who just wants to be noir and have it be a difference in dichotomy as to which one she which one or what position she would fill in yeah. the rivalry. Uh-huh. Um so that's why the three of them are basically like necessary for the show but then again chloe could have been replaced with just about anyone in her shoes uh, acting as that role so that's why like i didn't feel anything when her inevitable death later on happened well i also felt like when they first introduced her then we saw our first look at altena before altena never showed up again to the last two episodes yeah exactly. um that altena was going to actually be the virgil to Marielle. Because they mm. showed a duo, and I was like, oh, we have a duo, so we have a duo to go against the duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it wasn't that at all, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm now very less interested in... Because, like, if you... I felt that the better way to have a rival would be having a rival duo, not having a rival in the middle. If that makes sense. Uh, It can make sense, and there's definitely one way to go about it. I think what I like about Chloe is that it it changed the dichotomy of what you would think of as a rival. So Chloe, while being a neat character, her big thing was trying to split the two. Yeah. Which ultimately like reaffirmed them that being together is the right thing for them to do. I'll agree with that. I I just felt like when they first introduced Altena, it threw me for a loop as like, Oh, yeah, I know. Like she looks like Muriel. She was such a big lead up to, to being the end and then like pairing with Chloe just made the most sense but it's just not what they did honestly it felt like the show could have been like assassins vying for the position of noir and I think that would have been a little bit more interesting where if we got introduced to more assassins as it goes on I think it would have been more interesting with the direction they went I think if they instead doubled down on like some of like the 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 intrigue yeah the political intrigue that came up where like what was going on behind the the ending makes more sense yeah like we we have this huge political intrigue drama going on in the last five episodes. I'm like, man, man. if we had this spin up for like the entire series where we had these, or even that- since like the halfway point. So yeah. like, if it was like the second, like if the entire second half was more of the political intrigue than just like the last ending, it would have been way better. And I don't care that like those scenes don't have our main characters because I would have loved to just see half the episode be people in a back room that aren't our main characters talking about the re- repercussions of what our main characters are doing and ha- oh, how, yeah. no, how to manipulate it for what they want. To, no, don't I mean, they, just they tell us... It, they did it a few times, and when they did, it was really well done. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, don't just tell us exactly how the characters are moving around in the world. Tell us what's going on as the characters, like, they shot a French diplomat. What's that going to do? Oh, it's going to cause this and this and this. Yeah, they kind of did a little bit. Yeah, but like... Not not as much as I was hoping for. Yeah, I wanted them to do, <laughs> do so much more. All right, all right. So that's that's all our characters. This one is a short character list and a and a quick synopsis of what we think of this plot. <laughs> Honestly, for a twenty six episode, like three important characters isn't like that's that's pretty rare. Yeah, you, you don't I mean, usually have really only nice, three actually. characters. I mean, like w- what if we were to if we were to be doing Cowboy Bebop, we'd have what all the Seven? Bebop crew. Uh, vi- uh, vicious. Uh, uh, Spike's love interest. God, there's so many re- reoccurring I characters. I love Bebop. Hundred <laughs> percent. But I think the show could have been easily a 13, 12, 13 episode. I agree. Oh, one hundred percent. Did not like this. Could have been another. What was that Chimera one? 
where there it was the brothers and like they were sent to this like foresty planet. Oh wait, oh Jin, uh, Jin, Jin, you say the the, the yeah. one that doesn't actually have an episode. <laughs> the Beast King, the yeah, the Beast that, King, the one that's episode was lost the time oh, yeah. in, in the Chimera uh, Beast King, yeah, yeah, that. Our audio problems. Yes. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent that show. But Rip. yeah, so I guess we could start talking Rip about the Gen- plot. Uh, Genose. Juose. Oh, Juose. Juose. Now yeah. you, we remembered it. Now we're, we're we unveiling that. old yeah. scars. You, you said Chimera, and I was very confused for a second. It was Beast King. That's what <laughs> it, it, it belongs. It, it's where it belongs permanently in the delete folder. <laughs> in the delete folder. Okay. Permanently. Oh, un- that's right. We never actually aired that one, did we? No. No, because <laughs> because it was unlistenable because somehow the audio just. Completely got shot. Yeah, it just wang jangled itself for no reason. All right, okay. on to so, the bigger plot points here. So, pretty much what the summation is, is that there was a assassin a long time ago called Noir, and he was an infamous assassin that was like the best of the best. Yep. And now these group of people called the Soldats are trying to revive him using a ritual because they want to bring back Noir. Well, um, or something along so those lines. The, you you are correct with <laughs> the and with the plot. But our initial plot is, yeah, Muriel oh, just and, needs to get this girl to remember who she is. Yes, Muriel yep. get meets up with Karika after they just walk into each other randomly. Uh, it wasn't after, random. He knew was exactly. Not random. She knew exactly. Muriel okay. knew exactly where to find Karika. So, yeah. After after they do this whole sequence where they're chased by a bunch of assassins and kill all the assassins. Oh, those weren't assassins. Those were just hired guns. Yes. After they kill these what people, what some might call an assassin. Yeah. No. <laughs> so after they kill all these people, um, she approaches Karika, and Karika says, "Hey, will you help me remember? If you do, you that, and then kill me." Why am I crying these tears when I kill yeah. people? <laughs> Tell me who I am. Uh, and so they decide to go into business together because it's the only way that Muriel can effectively watch the kid who also kills very well while while yep. still doing her job. And they and she decides that they take the Namakur Noir. Because it's a assassin that's legendary and nobody's ever seen them, so they're going to use that uh, name to just get yeah. better jobs. Yeah, this is what we're going to do to to make our name known. Yeah, and dog. All like the what, while, uh, <clears throat> Kirika has this little pocket watch that makes Muriel's brain go insane. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so after so after that we have a bunch of episodes of just them trying uh, people yeah. trying to it's specifically them. one of the most important ones is episode six where Muriel is given information about a crypt in in oh yeah a, a, a crypt in a cathedral and in that crypt you'll find information about who it is you're against oh yeah that's where we and as she's leaving she gets stopped by someone who's like hey I want that piece of paper and then Kirika just outright shoots him in the fucking neck, and he dies. Yeah. Um. And that is where we first learn about the namesake of the villains of this show, the Soldats. And this becomes a whole reoccurring thing now where it's like, hey, we need to kill these people because they're causing the problems in the world and trying to do something. Yeah. But we don't, we're, we're learning as much as they are as we go. It's nice. Uh, all of these episodes really help build their partnership. It helps build the underground worlds that they are a part of. Let's us get to hear that cool techno beat to actually good action scenes. Yeah, give me that good techno beat. <laughs> techno. Uh, and around episode 12-ish, Chloe's introduced. Yes. Uh, 
it's when they're sent on a mission and then they run into Chloe. I forget what the exact uh, circumstance of their meeting was. They were supposed to like kill a dude and they get there and the dude's already dead. Yeah. And it was Chloe that did it. But Well, it was it was a pair of people. Oh yeah. Yeah, the one person's already dead. They frame uh Chloe ends up we learn it ends up being Chloe. Chloe says that Noir killed them and tips off the other person they're supposed to kill. Yeah. Yeah. So and Chloe is dispatched by the soldats. So yeah. she's currently working for them. Yes, and she says that she's going to become part of the actual noir, and this is where we kind of learn about the noir is a assassin for the uh, soldats, and is something that they always have in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Um. So after that, we go to a or we have an episode where Muriel uh. It, or Muriel's uncle tries to kill her, or sends a bunch of assassinations out to kill her and Kirika. Uncle, why? Uh, she then she then confronts him. Uh, he tells her literally all the secrets of their family, where uh, she, her parents were members of the Soldats. Yep. And, and the reason why, they, why they ended up getting assassinated was due to the fact that they that the Soldats wanted her to be trained. As a or to become part of noir, and her parents were like, "No, we will have our child be a be a person, not be a be a tool." And uh, they got killed because they went against the soldats, if I remember right. Um. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I'm I'm looking for that right now. But I mean, we can just continue yeah. until I find it. Um. So she ends up killing her uncle, and. Uh, Kirika kills the rest of the people that were aligned with her uncle. Uh, after that, we have a bunch more scenes and like episodes happening, and then we have the episode where Kirika regains her memories and remembers that she was the one that killed Muriel's mom and dad. And uh, that sends her into a deep spiral of like following the villain's orders and doing all kinds of like uh kind of being converted to the villain side it feels like uh so and then sometime a little bit later uh chloe and or actually i think it's before she gets her memories back chloe and kirika and muriel are together and then chloe tells them that you know i was raised an assassin like you were and you know, like they have that heartfelt moment where it's like, you know, we're we're like we can't ever be close, but like I respect you as assassins, which is I guess what assassins do because assassins are fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's kind of splits the party, right? That splits yep. Mir- uh, Kirika go ends up going with Chloe to the Soldats area. Uh, Muriel goes off on her own. She goes uh, back to her home, right? Yeah. Some, oh, and Carissa, yeah. Uh, and uh, she is approached by members of the opposing faction to uh, to Altena and the Soldats. And they're like, hey, we want you to go kill, the, uh, kill them before they get to complete the noir thing. Because if they complete noir, they're going to send them to kill us. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, Muriel... Uh, 
ends up going there not really for that purpose, but to kind of save Kirika from the th- from the thing. Yeah. And in doing so, that we have this nice big uh, fight in a uh, like ruined area where Mariel fights Chloe and Kirika, and then Kirika ends up betraying Chloe in the last minute, stabbing Chloe, uh, Kirika, and Mariel then decide to go take down all of the soldats and walk up to uh, Altina, kill her, kill all the people. Then when they're leaving, all the people that hired Mariel, they're like, yeah, you did your job. And they're like, yep, we're noir. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, you hear their you hear their guns going off in the in the distance. Yeah, and then they started blasting, and that's the end of that. Yeah, Yay. it's it's like one of those spy thriller movies that you'll watch where it's like the Born Identity and like James Bond and stuff like that. Man, I wish this was more like James Bond. Exactly, I wish it was <laughs> yeah. more like James Bond. That would have been interesting if like. Yeah, but this is definitely more some like the actiony. Spy films. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so now let me talk about the animation. Well, I mean, I was hoping. Well, let's finish up our like. Oh, okay. Final thoughts on this plot, real yeah, quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was hoping this was gonna be very like Metal Geary with its thing, and it was for a bit where it was doing a lot of exposition. Um, uh-huh. Like giving you like a world and building that world, but then it kind of falls flat near the end and kind of goes, well, here's your villain. Beeline. Yep. That, I think that was the problem. Yeah, like, as soon as uh, Altano was really introduced and the Soldash really introduced, it really did just curve hard in what it was trying to do. Wasn't yeah. it that, like, the end of episode one and then, like, sometime towards the end of episode two, it just showed the same scene of Altena standing in the garden? doing that thing maybe uh, uh, i remember it showed like the same exact scene two times ultimately what it was was like altena was like pulling puppet strings yeah, yeah. throughout the entire show and i and so if, if she the problem though is that like they build her up to be so big and then she's just sitting behind the scenes all the time it's yeah really well i just weird so like the way they built her up i thought it was just like just exactly that just that background person and then she becomes something different, and it didn't fit. No. The ver- the last episode feels very rushed, yeah. and just get this, en- get this ending out there. You will like the show if you like intrigue um, and exposition. You'll like it uh, if, if you like that stuff. If yeah. not, then... I, I mean, would... I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying, like... No, I agree saying, with Rob. I just wish I, I had like more. It. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wanted more to this, but, like, I enjoyed when I watched it, and I think a lot of that's down to, like, their music. Nev- like, every time their music started up, I was like, yeah, this it, is a good scene. Like It, it honestly suffered from the, uh, since we already talked about it once, the Jose disease, where it's like, it had the framework to be super duper good, and then they were just like, wait... Let's make it not good anymore. <laughs> I mean, it did not go and pivot as hard as you. Oh, it didn't have a time skip. It did not. It didn't have a time skip. That it suddenly started up L.A. Gang Beast. We, we need to stop referring to this episode. No, but I it's can't, really bad. It's in the archives. Yeah, it, it's really hard not to because there's a lot of good like lessons that we learned of bad storytelling in that one. Oh, yeah. 
But uh, so let's talk about the animation now, like actual animation talk. Um, so the specific style of how this show is is it uses a lot of lingering frames, and like I noticed with the English dub a lot that the lip syncing was super duper bad. Oh, it yeah. is one hundred percent early two thousand lip syncing, hundred <laughs> percent, and like. I mean, that's... Well, I mean, we don't really have anything to talk about, like... We have music, but we don't really have to talk about audio. No. And I no. guess I'll throw it in with the animation. Also, um, me and... Well, me and Matt Russell, I can, like... <laughs> the voices for, for the characters were super low. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, it was super quiet. It, yeah. The English dub was so quiet. They had really bad mixing or something going on. Because, like, like I, I was watching it at home on Funimation for the English dub... And, like, as they were talking in the apartment, I had to turn up my volume, like, really high. And then the next scene is an action scene. And, like, I'm getting yelled at because there's gunfire that's super loud. (laughs) And I'm like, let me turn my volume back down. And then they start talking in the middle of it. And I'm like, wait, what? What are, you, what are you saying? I can't hear you over the sound of gunshot and loud music. Yeah, what we were we were doing something where I was trying to watch it, like, uh, because we have the two TVs set up here, Henry. I was trying to watch it up top, and you guys were doing something on the bottom, and it was just, like, was, not working. No, it wasn't. I couldn't remember what it was, but... Watch it in the Japanese dub. The voices are a lot nicer, like, sure. Or if you want to watch it, just, like, unfortunately, just watch the English with subtitles. Yeah. Is the, it's what yeah. I ended up having to do. I, I will agree with that. So if it got too quiet, I was able to read it, if necessary. Turns out that actually works a lot of the time. Is like if if you are having problems hearing stuff, just turn on subtitles. It's not going to be that bad as long as you're not watching on Netflix. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or like YouTube closed captionings that like yeah, pick that's their also kind of bad. Oh man. Jeez. I forgot about some of those that we watched last night. <laughs> the music in the show, though. Do I shield the Pixel Four and tell them about how the live captioning works? No, we no. we don't need you to do your actual job on the okay, podcast. I can't do that here. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Google. If you can get me paid by Google to make an ad, <laughs> not until I get paid by Google. <laughs> All right, uh, music, music. Opening is Alley Project. For all you people who know music for anime. And you can pick out anime tracks. As soon as I played the opening on YouTube, I immediately picked it as Alley Project. Because it sounded exactly like the first ending of Code Geass. And oh. the uh, first opening... Well, the only opening for the uh, horror anime, Another. And Alley Project has a very distinct sound to her voice. Mm. Well, I guess their voice. Um, and you could, like it's super easy to pick out. It's it's the one, and also their instruments that they use. Uh, I think it's Copelia's casket is what the name of the opening is. Yes, it's it's just good listen. Like uh, I'm 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 a nerd when it comes to those anime. Songs. I'd agree with that. See, he's doing this because he knows the second we roll one with Jam Project in the OP, I'm gonna go ham on Jam yes, Project. Yeah, you're gonna ham on Jam Project. But like, it's gonna be hard for us. Or to Or Man with a Mission. Man or with a Mission's good. There's there's a few that Overworld, I can... please. <laughs> Overworld Bliss. <laughs> There's not to. a lot of those. There's not a lot of they're them. They're mostly like they're mostly in the long series. Yeah. Like uh, all right, I, I will say this <laughs> did real well with where it put its music. Uh, what are, the music choices fit real well, and yeah. it helped build the scenes, which 
It is great. It I wasn't. St- it wasn't just backfiller. I music, still don't right? think we've really ran into any shows that had like really bad. <laughs> so well, I don't remember any that had like oh, really bad background. It's music. true, but we've we've uh, had a lot of shows where the music was just there in the back. No, we right? had a we had one show that I can easily remember that we all agreed had terrible background music. Which one? Our first one. Oh, oh, causing no <laughs> stigma. No stigma. Yeah. It's terrible. Awkward. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> or what was the anime that was like the ending should have been the opening and the opening should have been the ending? Oh, you mean uh, uh, Sound of the Sky? Uh, was that of, it? It was either the, sound, the Trumpet Girl. Yeah, Sound of the Sky. Yeah, yeah, Sound of the Sky. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. We said the opening should have been the ending and the ending should have yeah, been the last episode. Yeah, sure. Oh, we did that, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but the music built the scene, right? Oh, yeah. Anytime they they put music in, it, it helped build the scene. And it was it was like the same three or four tracks, but you never got really tired of them, like you did with no. uh, "Sound of the Skies" playing "Amazing Grace" twelve yeah. billion times. <laughs> That's in how the you end wars, Matt. Course yeah, of Matt. a thirteen episode anime. That's when when I've heard war. "Amazing Grace" two or three times in one episode, it's too much. It's too much. I mean, if I've heard "Amazing Grace" two or three times in a year, it's too much. <laughs> well, you heard it like twelve times. I know. Um. All right. So where? What? What kind of rank do we want to give this one? What grade? Should... Uh, can we pull up the list? Uh, yeah. well, we've got the list pulled up. Uh, I would. I would say this I think is it's a C. B or C. Yeah, I think this is a good C. Okay, like, I would say C as well. Like, like, cause like Sunday without God was all right. Well, like, it has the same problems I feel with Sunday without God. And it just like I I don't think this is a D. No, this is one hundred percent not a D. Definitely not. That's reserved for like trash. But I don't think this is or like just shows that like fall apart. Not necessarily trash. Like like the second season. Like the second season of like I don't think I enjoyed this enough for it to be like at the point of Gunslinger Girls season one. Yeah. Or Sound of the Sky. Yeah. You remember the psychological trauma that I gave Gable from myself yourself? <laughs> that's yeah. hot garbage. Yeah, that's why we don't have Gable now. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> your fault. Yeah, it's your fault. It's hot garbage. All right. So let us put this here. This one was noir. Yep. Make sure that saves. All right. Cool. Now we have the big screen to see it. Now. Do, 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 oh do, boy! Do, 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 do. It's the moment you've up. Uh, why is it over there? Because I had to make sure that it that I could see it first. Put it up on the big screen. It on is up on the big screen. screen. All right, I'm going to search it up so I can read it off my tablet. Here. Let's go, Neo Yukio. Uh, Bodacious space pirates! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh, what boy. is this? Oh my god! This is silly. Oh my god, it's such my. a goofy fucking show. Okay. <laughs> uh, here you go, I pulled it up. I got it. Alright, well, I got it too. The story centers around a spirited high school girl named Marika. She keeps herself busy with the Space Yacht Club and her part-time job as a high-class retro cafe. One day, two strangers suddenly appear and claim to be subordinates of her dead father. They demand she assume command of the space pirate ship Benton and Maru. A privateer ship's compact was made during a war of independence a century ago, and according to that compact, the ship must be inherited by the captain's next direct descendant. 
Marika finds herself embarking on a new life as a space pirate. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Notable shows are for the for the uh, company that did this. So this is from January 2012 to July 2012. Yeah. It's 26 so, episodes. Yeah, I remember... I remember this Sen- silly Sentai Filmworks. I also remember it too. Well, that's the dubbers. State light, satellite, satellite's good. Dude, I cannot get over this freaking Shugo Chara Fairy Tale, Vlog Horizon, uh, AKB Forty Eight, Muv Love Alternative. Uh, Ooh, Log Horizon. Ooh. Yeah, they did. Ma- they did all the new Macrosses also. Yeah, Macross Delta. Uh oh, Caligula. they did. They also did the um. Uh, melancholy of uh of you Nagata Nagato Yuki, the spinoff of thing. Oh, they did Symphogear. Sweet. I can't wait to not remember any of these names. That's fine. Oh yeah, they did all of Aquarian. Yeah, they did a lot. There are a lot of characters on this this poster. (laughs) Yes, yes, there is. I saw the poster. We we will probably only have like five or six. Schoolgirl with a grenade launcher. That there is. Uh, there's two main characters, Marika and Chiaki. And then the Bentamaro has a bunch of like supporting characters. Yep. And then Hako Academy has a bunch of supporting characters. Yep, there's two sets of supporting oh, characters. <laughs> and then there's the Serenity Kingdom Starship, which has more characters. And the other Space Pirates. Nope. And others. Okay. All right. Oh, they did the animation for Cannon Busters. I want to listen More to the Red Suit Pirates. Bodacious Space Pirates. Bodacious, Bodacious Space Pirates. Whew. I want to listen to the opening for this. We will do that later. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, this has been yet another episode of 26 and Under Season 2. Uh, this has been Matt. And Henry. And neither Matt nor Henry, but Robert. And we'll be signing off. Hopefully, we are not as tired next time. I'm not tired. I'm wide awake. Yeah, I'm also wide awake. Hopefully, I am not as tired as I am uh, next time. <laughs> that Bye. is it. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, Pixel Force.